The moment that you decide to validate your answer outside of yourself, you are dimming your own light and you are taking your power away from your intuition. But the second that you decide you have a great idea and maybe you take one step or simply validate it within yourself by saying, okay, I'm going to write this down or just say, thank you universe. Thank you highest self for giving me this idea. I receive it. I accept it. You don't even have to like fulfill it, but just acknowledging it that your intuition is speaking through you rather than having someone else validate that it's a good idea. We are able to boost our intuition. We're able to deepen that connection to our intuition, to the conversation between the universe and ourselves versus feel as if everything that's coming up in our minds are invalid until someone else says that they're valid. You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to uplevel your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I'm so excited because this is the first conversation of the new year and of the new decade, and I've got a soul sister here, Ava Johanna, and this was a really fun episode for me because I found another sister who loved who grew up in her early 20s with house music. I found another sister who loves San Diego as much as I do. And I found a new sister who is passionate about helping people really activate their soul's purpose and their purpose in their mission. And so it was a really a no-brainer to have Ava on this episode, on this podcast with me because she is the host of the Alchemized Life podcast. And you know, I'm all about that alchemy juju. I'm all about it. And so we we really went in and had a real genuine talk about the world of spiritual business and what it takes to really consciously create your reality and being able to understand that the journey that we went on and the journey we've experienced are all breadcrumbs that are leading us to why we're really here. And Ava grew up in an Italian Catholic household and all the things. So she and I have seen a lot of that programming and conditioning that we got to say that it ends here. And while that ending here is a journey in of, of itself. And sometimes you say, yes, I want to end here, but like another hiccup comes through or like, yes, I want to end here and another hiccup comes through. What's important as we talked about is keeping focus on that light at the end of the tunnel and to keep persevering and to not stop. It's about being consistent and moving forward. So she is this really beautiful spiritual business mentor and, again, host of the Alchemized Life podcast. She's a celebrity meditation teacher based out of L.A., and she's really here to help that people really create these powerful daily routines and to align to why they're here and to elevate and up-level every area of their life. And she believes that it's through the power of mindset and really going forth and showing up with that confidence and knowing who you are. That's everything. And so she's been featured on lots of publications in the wellness industry, such as Mind Body Green, Wanderlust 30 Under 35, Life and Style Magazine, and Yoga Journal. And I, I feel like this woman, she is just scratching the surface of what is possible. And so we talked a lot about breaking the cycles and conditioning of our lineage and upbringing. We talked about the importance of doing the deep internal work if you really want to become spiritually aligned. 
and what it takes to really transcend the competition in the spiritual and wellness community. Because here's a little sneak peek. There's no one that can do it quite like you. No one that's experienced what you've experienced quite like you. And through the power of storytelling, we can move the masses with our message and our medicine. So we talked a lot about that generating of a, of a, of a really genuine connection to our audience and the evolution of our relationship with social media and how we can start to work smarter instead of harder because we have the choice to make it easier. We're the ones that make it difficult, right? <laughs> we talked about masculine feminine in business and transcending the cookie cutter approach by paving your own path. And so much more. This is all about you attracting the next level client that you desire. This is about attracting the next evolution of your business and to just allow yourself to trust yourself as you embark on this journey. Because again, no one knows you quite like you. So make sure you're subscribed. If you want to watch this conversation, make sure you go to YouTube just go to youtube.com slash Sabrina Riccio and click subscribe there. I am launching my YouTube channel and sharing with you videos and so many goods to really help you activate your soulful business from the inside out. I'm also in the process of preparing for Thrive. We are, the doors are open to sign up and you can check that in the show notes.com uh, below. And this is the time for us to understand that we have the power to start a business and to share our medicine and to, you know, live life easier by embracing our truth and sharing our story and our purpose and why we're really here. And Thrive is a 90 day journey to really help you activate that soulful business from the inside out. So I'm really excited. The doors are closing February 24th. But in the meantime, this is the time for you to sign up and save your spot because this program will not be available until the end of September. So this is a great way to start the decade and the new year is to come back home to you. And that's what we're talking a lot in this episode as well. So as you prepare, get yourself cozy, grab a journal if you need. Remember to subscribe here, leave a rating and review. And thank you again for joining us on this conversation. And without further ado... Ava, Johanna, and I are here to share with you how to consciously create your reality. Enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to the first guest that I have this decade, this year. I'm so excited. I've got Ava Johanna here with me. Thank you, love, for taking the time to share your medicine and your light with us here. And again, I'm just so pumped that you're my first guest of the year. And this is such, I know this is going to be such a powerful conversation to really pave that path for us to really go out there and share why we're here. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. And I did not know that I was your very first interview of the decade. Um, the pressure is on, but I'm just so <laughs> grateful and so humbled to be in conversation with you. Like I said, before you hit record, I have chills already being in the same container as you. And I just know that this conversation is going to like rock both of our worlds and everyone's listening. Oh, yes, love. I was, I'm, I've been so excited to have this conversation. And it was amazing because because before we started, I was doing all my research and stuff about you. And there are so many similarities of your history and mine. I, I loved when I was, I was listening to some podcasts that you were on and knowing that you were also raised in like this Italian Catholic household and, you know, and all the things. And I think so much of what's in the ethos of like growing up as like an Italian American. It's so family oriented and really the hospitality and what it is and through your container that you share with the Alchemized Life podcast, what you share through your work, we are creating this container to instill change, to witness the life that we want. And I feel like there's so many of us, especially right now with the current state of the world, that we are deprogramming and realigning and healing our lineage by answering the call and doing the work. And I think this is the time that with the current state of the world and the things we're getting, it's, it's an invitation for us to really be like, it ends here. 
It ends here. We're paving that path. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's so interesting because I see in so many conversations, especially because we just, you know, went through the holidays and being around a lot of family, I see in so many conversations, all of my past programming, all of those stories, all of those beliefs that I held that were so similar to my aunts, my uncles, my grandma, my mom, even. And it was just such a beautiful opportunity for me to like zoom out on life as I know it and really see the transformation that's happened through committing to all of this work. You know, sometimes we get so deep into it that we're like, are we even changing? But Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's like Ram Dass says, spend a week with your family just to really test your, your spiritual practices. And so that was really what the holidays were for me was seeing how much growth had truly happened and how I was able to take all of the shit that I had gone through, all of the anger and the passion of being what uh, being Italian and alchemize it into something greater and something supportive of this overall mission. It was, it was a really beautiful practice. It was a really, really beautiful opportunity for me to look at all of that. And I think we all have the opportunity whenever we're around family, whenever we're around reminders of our past to just take a moment to zoom out and express gratitude for how far we've come. Yes. And I totally agree. I, I feel like they always say like the biggest work is the, is healing the family, doing that work, the family work and that inner child work. And to me, I just feel with the way that things are shifting, you literally cannot experience success, conscious success in that way through a conscious business. If you haven't done that deep internal works first, Mm -hmm. the subconscious and that foundation in Kundalini yoga, it's my favorite thing to teach. It's about the lower three, the lower triangle, which are the lower three chakras. And if there's still trauma and pain and unprocessed emotions during those spaces, you can't live in a heart centered life. Mm -hmm. And what right now there's no more room to not live in that heart centered space. The world's literally in flames. There's a possibility of war, an unnecessary war starting. And it's an invitation for us more than ever to go back to the heart, be more compassionate to one another, be compassionate to ourselves and to understand and to see people for where they are. And how can we start to really understand that while they are reflections of us, yes, there's also that level of discernment of what we choose to take on and what we were like, nope, like protection in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every opportunity is a moment to learn from, or it can also be an opportunity to just absorb all of that and take it on as your own and identify by it. And I think for a lot of us and especially listeners on this path, if we are on this spiritual journey, you know, we get to this point where we're like, okay, I've done it. I'm good. I'm here. (laughs) And then again, we go back to our family or our high school friends or someone else that's in our life that isn't growing at the same speed as us. And we're like, well, what, what is going on? I can't even be around you anymore. And we almost, you know, block them out. And it's this resistance to really, I think, embodying these practices and stepping into that version of ourselves that has really absorbed all of the spiritual work. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately there's two ways that we can take it. We can look at those people or those experiences as, oh no, now I've grown more and I don't have space for you. Or let me bridge the gap and embody Mm -hmm. what it means to be on a spiritual journey and inspire you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means that we do inspire them and they start to shift. You know, I've seen that with my mom where she's started to create massive shifts in her own life. And sometimes we don't. And that's all about everyone's, you know, own karmic journey and their own soul's journey. And if we can just show up as the best representation of ourselves and what we've learned along our path, we've done the work. Yes. I think the biggest thing that's been, because I live in Joshua Tree, right? So I'm like not in the LA bubble. So I'm like the hawk that I I can see what's happening. I have a lot of my dear friends that like live in Topanga and all these places. And um, sometimes I've like had to remember how to socialize. (laughs) living like in the middle of the desert. But 
something that's been really challenging for me to see in the so-called spiritual community is this like, oh, I can't hang out with you because you're not spiritual enough. Mm -hmm. Like all of these, like a segregation of like what is considered like um, approving or like, oh, this is the mark that you need to meet in order for like me to be around you and things like that. When that is just a form of one spiritual bypassing of like, well, there's something that they're showing you that again, the reflection of a way and like, how can you infuse more love? And two, it's like this like hierarchy of spirituality. And I, I fully, fully believe that this decade, the wellness industry is only going to continue to excel. And if that's the mindset now, we're like the sustainability is not going to be able to take us through this decade of being compassionate to those who and, and seeing people for where they are and, and like knowing that like all you can do is lead by example. But if you are segregating or um, in a way of like discriminating against because like this person isn't spiritual enough, this is part of the problem we're seeing in the spiritual community right now. I definitely feel like it's still these like uh, growing phases, you know, it's still it's still an opportunity where we're like understanding what is the truth and what is you know, still an ego trip mm -hmm. in a way of yeah. um, the fame of social media and like people like desensitized to what the impact they're actually making. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know firsthand. So I was born and raised in L.A. I was born in Santa Monica, grew up here. And then when I graduated high school, I moved down to San Diego. And so my goal after moving down to San Diego was moving back to L.A. That was like when I would make it, I would be back in L.A. And so this past year, I finally had the opportunity to move back to, the, back to L.A. My teaching career as a yoga teacher was taking off. The podcast was taking off. And I was just like, you know what? This is where I need to be in order mm -hmm. to really accelerate my career. And once I got up here, there was just this massive unspoken pressure to keep up. And mm -hmm. every person that I surrounded myself with, although there was the, Hey girl, you go girl type of attitude. There was still this like competition there. And I just realized how so much of what I was doing was, pressurized by what other people were doing because of what I thought was a should based off of social media and the wellness industry as I knew it. And it took me really stepping away from the city of LA and stepping away from all of the like frenetic energy to tune mm -hmm. back into my own heart and ask myself what is authentic and what is true to me and to step away from my ego and tap back into that energy of my soul and say, what is going to make the biggest difference to me? What feels best for me? And I think that so many of us have to ask that question because regardless if you live in LA, maybe you live in, you know, I don't know, Boise, Idaho, and you want to move to LA or you want to create this giant brand. And so you're starting to look at what everyone else is doing. The more that we turn our sights on the external, the less connected we are to our soul and our hearts. And so it's recognizing that, recognizing that we may be out of alignment and taking a moment to step back and say, but what is actually true to me? What makes my heart sing? What makes my soul feel like it's set on fire? And what is that thing that is really going to allow me to fully express myself and not just come off as a mock-up of someone else's full expression. All right. This is the opportunity where we have this blessing of paving our own path. We have this blessing of setting our own precedent. And there's a way that we need to, to use uh, social media and marketing in this new, this new age, really, uh, to, to think of it with, with uh, a strategy in a way that um, supports everyone. And I don't, I, I'm really interested because I have my degree in marketing. So I've been studying this stuff for like 15 years. And um, social media has always just come so naturally to me of understanding how community and reaction is. And something that I'm really seeing that's prominent right now is authenticity and vulnerability because everyone's bullshit meter is getting stronger. <laughs> 
And people want realness. People want genuine connection. I think like the over, like, yes, we all want beautiful feeds and we all want this like beautiful brand. I love branding. It's the work I do. There's a deeper meaning that's beyond the surface of what allows this brand, this message and this brand to really hit the hearts and to really move the masses. Yeah. I mean, I would love to add on to that is like how much vulnerability is too much though. Like at what Mm -hmm. point do you feel like you are just so uncomfortable in sharing because you think that you have to share and Mm -hmm. how much are you following this idea of, Oh, everyone's into authenticity and vulnerability and the raw and the real that you feel like you are stepping outside of yourself. I think that the authenticity and the vulnerability is great. Yes. But like, do it in a way that feels best for you. Don't do it in a way that is like someone else. Genuine. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the issue is that so many of us latch on to these new buzzwords, these new trends that we think are going to be our ticket to success of, oh, if I start posting the behind the scenes of what it looks like to build a podcast or, oh, if I start, you know, posting those no filter photos that that's how I'm going to grow and that's how I'm going to connect to my audience. No, that's not always the case. That might have worked for someone else but that might not work for you. And so it's coming back to like what feels really genuine and actually authentic for you and not just authentic as we like dictionary.com look up what it means to be authentic. Um, totally. I think I've found so much in my own life. Like for example, um, this month I'm moving out of LA and I've been like teetering back and forth on like, when should I announce it? Like, and how crazy is it that I have to think about announcing my move and like just these really silly questions. It's a standard that we, you know? that we've kind exactly. of like created that we've become so conditioned to like our phones and. Exactly. But yeah. why, why, why do I have to tell anyone I'm moving? Why is it anyone's business? Why is it anyone's mm-hmm. business why you decided to break up with your boyfriend? Or why is it anyone's business business that you decided to move into move to Joshua Tree or become a Kundalini yoga teacher or pursue sound healing? It's no one's business. We choose to share the aspects of our life that feel genuine and authentic to us. And so You know what just came through with you saying that? That I feel it's it's a conditioning of our society because so many of us, like especially as like a millennial, we grew up during those pubescent years where like reality TV became mm-hmm. like the thing. That was like all there was there's like all there is on TV, all this junk TV. It's all like bullshit reality TV. So this is a conditioning and a matrix that we have to continue to break out through as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gosh, I had like one of those 10 year reminders on Facebook and me and my girlfriends um, photoshopped our faces onto the Jersey Shore um, (laughs) promo (laughs) marketing piece, which is just so embarrassing that I'm sharing that. But like, yes, we grew up in this reality TV where everything was like laid out in front of you. And so we just expect that from everyone else. But I think it's, again, asking what is genuine and real to me? And why am I sharing this? Am I sharing this because this is going to inspire other people? Am I sharing this just because I want to share this? Or am I sharing this because I expect that someone is going to respond in a certain way? Because if it's the latter, Mm -hmm. maybe take a step back and dig a little bit deeper as to why your ego feels so, you know, hungry for that type Mm -hmm. of validation. Yeah, it's funny. My mentor, she's been doing this work for 21 years and she's been so good at being under the radar. Like she's got like no online presence whatsoever. Now there's opportunities being presented to her where she needs to like have a website and have all these pieces. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Like I've been so good. Like the, like the OG original, like spiritual teachers that have been, you know, and guides that are working with people like big leaders and things like this, they've been so under the radar. And now they're like coming to millennials and stuff. Like I've had so many people that are in their like forties and their fifties who like don't understand social media or like that are reaching out to me like, Hey, I need you to help me. (laughs) Like, Hey, I need you to help me start my podcast. Hey, I need you to help me build my website. Hey, I need to help with social presence. And so I think that's part of the other thing that's really fascinating to me is that these people were successful in business without having to lay everything out and like show everything. Like you said, 
every aspect of what of life. I know for me, last year I took two social media sabbaticals. I took one going into the year, like December into January for 40 days. And then I took a four month one over the summer. And the only reason why I went back on is because one of my best friends, Myra had a baby and it was the only way I was going to be able to see this picture of hero because they were living in Canada. Otherwise, like I did four months off of social media and that liberation was powerful because there was not like, oh my God, I need to be like so attached to my damn phone or like, oh, I need to be on all the time. Oh my God, I didn't post today. What's my audience going to think? And there's so much of that conditioning and like what, what's needs to happen. It's, it's such a, it's, it's, I'm really interested to see not only what this year, but what this decade, how things are going to evolve. Cause that's the thing with marketing too. Things constantly evolve. Mm-hmm. Like think of when Facebook was the big thing or like MySpace was the thing and that died out like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then with TikTok coming up, I mean, I downloaded TikTok and my eyes were bleeding by like hour six of me just like, what am I doing with my life? I've been on TikTok watching these 15 second videos for like six hours, had to like delete the app off of my phone and like password protected, like parental controls to make sure I wouldn't (laughs) download it again. But it's like, it's crazy to think of how social media is going to advance, but then also how our consciousness is going to collectively rise. And so what Mm -hmm. is going to be the turning point of our relationship with social media? I mean, I know I'm grateful for social media because it's given me such a beautiful platform to be able to speak about the things that I love. And I know that I've connected with so many people that I wouldn't have been able to connect with had I not. Uh, Like this right here. Exactly. Exactly. But I think it's all about how we relate to the different apps and how we use them and how they impact our mindset and our mental health and having checks and balances in place to know when we are taking it too far and Mm -hmm. the practices that are going to bring us back into balance and bring us back into our bodies, bring us back into our hearts. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the discernment, like we're consciously creating this reality. And so what are the boundaries and the non-negotiables and the radical self-care and what are the things that we have in, in place that allows us to still have this balance and to remember to play, to remember to connect, to remember to take care of ourselves, to invest in ourselves, to, to nourish ourselves in whatever aspect of travel, uh, you know, like if you want that detox, run that bath, whatever that looks like for you that you need and to feel okay by taking that time off as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's asking yourself, like, what are the activation points and access points to my heart? You know, Mm -hmm. for for me, it's meditation and breath work and visualization and journaling and sometimes a bath or a shower. Sometimes it's me like curled in a ball on my bathtub floor with the shower running on top of me. Um, And sometimes it's like doodling, Um, asking yourself those questions, creating a list so you know that you can come back to those places. I think the, the problem stems from the beginning of our journey when we are aware enough to know that we shouldn't be doing these things excessively, like scrolling on Instagram or um, refreshing our inbox every couple of minutes. But our mind somehow talks us into continuing to do it. Oh, it's okay. I'll just do it for a couple of minutes longer. It's not really impacting my mental health. Yeah, like I don't five more minutes is it. That's it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like literally on our phones, the time the time thing is like, just give me 15 more minutes. I remember when that first came out on the iPhones, I would press that all the time. And then eventually I'd be like, ignore for today. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's the issue though, is that our mind is always going to talk us into this just give me five more minutes. And I have the sirens going off outside agreeing with me right now that we all have that kind of excuse machine going on in our head. And so for me, what's been really beneficial is asking myself in those times when the resistance comes up, the resistance to doing the thing that's in support of my highest self is asking that version of myself that is living the life of my dreams, that has already accomplished all of the goals that I have set out for myself, would she say just five more minutes or would she put her phone down right now and go meditate or go for a walk or make something in the kitchen? 
what would she do? And in asking that question, you open up so much more awareness than if you hadn't. And at that point, it becomes a choice. It becomes a choice. Do you want to be in service of your past self, the one that hasn't accomplished all the things that you want? Or do you want to be in service of your future self that already has everything? Yes. And it's interesting too, because I think part of what we're experiencing, this is still so new. If we think about how technology and the social media has been and compared to humanity, like we're still learning all these things. Like the fact that people are having conversations about like mental health, people are having conversations about um, addiction to our technology and to our phones. Uh, The dopamine hits that we get from that like or that double tap that comes through. These are all part of the growing experiences that we have to also go through so we can understand that awareness of how is this actually dictating my life? What do I give myself permission to experience? What is, what are the pieces that I'm allowing myself to, to say like, oh, this is okay. Or like, no, something needs to change. Mm -hmm. This is all part of how we're growing as a society and today and having those, an, an energetic boundary. That's something so new still. And it's only going to continue to evolve, like the EMF radiation and all these other things. Like we're having to really, we're all in this like beginner's mind in a sense with how we can uh, acclimate to the changes and the shifts of online business and connection in this space too. So um, I really want to know, like, what are you feeling with this year in terms of business and well-being and working smarter instead of harder? Mm, Such a good question. So I have always been of the mentality of if you work hard enough, you will find success. And that was instilled at me, instilled in me in a very young age. Um, It wasn't until this past year that I finally got to the point where I was in the business of my dreams. However, I was working just as hard, burning myself out just as much as when I was doing something I was absolutely miserable doing. Um, My background is in marketing as well. I got my degree in integrated marketing communications. I was a project manager. I did graphic design. Um, I did user experiences and uh, website design for so many different businesses in San Diego and just like nationally as well. And during that time I learned so much, but I was working 10 to 12 hour days and I was absolutely miserable. And so at that point I was like, there's gotta be another way. There's things that I'm more passionate about. I hate doing this. Let me do something else. And so I eventually started getting into the wellness industry and I loved it. I loved teaching yoga. I loved helping support other women that were yoga teachers, learn how to do marketing. And it wasn't until the past few months that I realized I was actually in Costa Rica finishing up my last international retreat of 2019, that I realized I was still in that hustle mentality. I was still working just as hard as I was in my corporate job. Granted, it was something that I loved doing, but I wasn't finding that same release or that intention that I was really looking for when I set out on this path within the wellness industry. And so I hired a coach because I think that investing in yourself is incredibly important, especially if we go in with the intention of this is going to change my life and my business for the better. And I really started to take a cold, hard look at everything that I was doing in my relationship to my work. I took a look at my relationship to my husband. I looked at my expectations for every single area of my life. And I asked myself, am I going to continue with this like muscling through all of these things, or do I want to try something else that might be a little bit more fun, a little bit more graceful and a little bit more feminine, which is something that I wasn't used to. I was always a tomboy. (laughs) I was always, again, in that hustle mentality. I was the action taker, the doer. I grew up in startup culture. And finally I was just like, you know what, this is working, but not that well. So let me try something Mm -hmm. new. Let me allow myself to be open to trying something new. And I took a step back. I allowed myself to lean back. And I think that 2020, to come to your question, is the awakening of the feminine. I think Mm -hmm. it is all of us collectively turning our cheeks to the masculine for a little bit to say, hey, you know what? This energy of receptivity, of flow, of allowing, of reflecting 
is actually really powerful for creating a successful business. Yes. And, and I, I totally agree with you. And even in like Kundalini yoga, we talk about how like when you're doing the meditation, you're doing it for three and a half minutes, 11 minutes, whatever. You're taking that masculine energy, the action, the action, the action. You lock Mala Bond, you hold the breath, you exhale, and then you allow yourself to sit in that stillness, to be in that receptivity, to allow us to receive. And even this year, this is a four year, like 2020, four year in Kundalini Yoga based off of tantric numerology is the neutral mind where we have the balance of the positive and the negative, where we can see both sides of the coin, recognize it's a coin. And I think that's part of that femininity too, is being like, Think of that wise woman that's saying, hey, <laughs> something needs to change here. Hey, something's up right now. We need to we need to reassess and really reevaluate right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a dance between the masculine and a feminine. Of course, you can't just say, I'm going to manifest X, Y, and Z and then sit back and like allow your door to open and some like beautiful man to walk in and be like, here you go you have to take action, of course. So mm -hmm. yes, the masculine is necessary. But what happens when we bring the feminine into our business? We get to awaken this creativity, this intuition, this co-creation with the universe, this reflection on all of the steps that we've taken. And maybe this time, including the feminine means that we only take one step instead of 20. Mm. And we get to have fun and it gets to be easy. Mm -hmm. And part of that ease comes from setting up structures and the systems, that masculine energy to have that container. So the feminine Shakti energy of your business, of your creativity can really flow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are the important things that like I know from my experience of burnout is because my systems were not where they should be. And it was, it was just a lot of like running around with my head cut off. Yeah. And I think that if, you know, there's like we talked about earlier, like TikTok, like you're going to all these different things. It's like, there's so many pieces now with business. And it's like, like you said, one step mm -hmm. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And tuning into what is going to feel the most true and like heart expansive for you versus what you see someone else doing. I think at least in my experience, I took so many courses and just like random trainings and went to events and they were all great, but it was always follow this blueprint or mm -hmm. six steps to six figures, or this is how you create a webinar and have a five figure launch. And I realized over time that I wasn't ever going to find the same exact success as any of these people that set up these trainings or these webinars or these courses. I instead had to figure out the way that was going to work best for me and to figure out the way that was going to work best for me required stillness. It required mm -hmm. to in rather than looking outside of myself. Right. I think that uh, that's that constant looking outside is validation that we've always yearned for since childhood. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. You know, it was so interesting about a year ago, I was driving from San Diego to LA and I had this really fantastic idea. I always get my great ideas when I'm driving Me too. And, <laughs> and immediately I was like, Oh my God, I have to text my husband and let him know, or excuse me, call him through my Bluetooth speaker on my phone or on my car. Um, <laughs> um, clarification. Yeah, clarification. <laughs> um, and I went to dial his phone number. I went to call him and I was like, wait a second. And it was like, my intuition was speaking through me, like your answer outside of yourself, you are dimming your own light and you are taking your power away from your intuition. But the second that you decide you have a great idea and maybe you take one step or simply validate it within yourself by saying, okay, I'm going to write this down or just say, thank you universe. Thank you. Highest self for giving me this idea. I receive it. I accept it. You don't even have to like fulfill it, but just acknowledging it that your intuition is speaking through you rather than having someone else validate that it's a good idea. We are able to boost our intuition. Mm -hmm. We're able to deepen that connection to our intuition, to the conversation between the universe and ourselves versus feel as if everything that's coming up in our minds are invalid until someone else says that they're valid. Yes. And I don't know about you, but like when I'm driving or whatever, like I instantly like leave myself voice memos and like, I have to just, I have, to, and that's the thing. We have to follow those intuitive nudges and those come, those, those 
inspirational hits come when we least expect it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we're at, when we're surrendered and we're present. And I think so many of us are like, have been conditioned of like this, 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 like very robotic. But again, it's a flow. It's, it's, it's determined on how willing and ready and able you are to actually receive it. If you're not open to receive it in these spaces that are so just download as you're driving or whatever, they're not going to come through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's again, coming and coming to a space of being able to create enough emptiness around you to allow it to flow through. If we are constantly mm -hmm. inundated by messages or going on coffee dates or in our inbox or filling up our schedule, of course, you're not going to get the creative idea. Of course, you're not going to get the guidance and the, the direction because you're not creating enough space to listen to it. And so mm -hmm. for me, it's every single morning before I do anything else, sitting down, writing at the top of my journal, how can I be of service today? And then breathing and meditating for 10 to 15 minutes. And I'm a meditation teacher. I mean, most meditation teachers would tell you to, to meditate 20 minutes a day, twice a day or something like that, or even more than that. If you can meditate for five to 15 minutes a day and just ask yourself, how can I be of service today? And you are a spiritual business leader or simply just somebody who wants to be of service, that is going to support you in deepening that connection to your creative center, to your intuition, to the universe. So you really can hear those ideas come through and that guidance come through. So how would you feel that that impacts up-leveling your business? How would you feel like that allows you to magnetize to those desires you wrote in a journal or put on a vision board or had in a moon ritual, whatever it is that, you know, you're committing yourself to receive. Yeah. I mean, I think it takes it out of the head and into the heart. And in our heart space, that's where love exists. There's no fear that exists in our heart. It's all love and love mm -hmm. and fear cannot exist in the same plane. And many of the fears that we have are the doubts and the worry and the unworthiness that tell us that we're incapable or incapable of manifesting whatever we put on that vision board, whatever we stated in our journal or whatever we uh, prayed for in that, in that moon ritual. And so when we can ask ourselves, how can I be of service or how can I have some sort of daily devotional where I shift myself from the headspace into the heart, we are operating from a place of giving and in giving we receive. And mm -hmm. the consistency of showing up without expectation of just showing up to serve is how we become a magnet for everything that we are manifesting, everything that we desire. I mean, I've had people sign up for my one-on-one -on -one programs without me even talking about it, just because I've been consistently sharing and showing up and serving and not doing so with the expectation of this podcast is going to be the one that everyone applies for my mentorship program with, or I know that people are going to swipe up on this Instagram story. I don't think that anymore. I used to think that I'm not perfect. I used to think that. And sometimes it still happens, but for the most part, it's just, Hey, this came up for me in my meditation. If I'm thinking about this, I bet that it's going to support somebody out there today. So why don't I show up on my Instagram stories or record an Instagram TV and talk about it a little bit and just leave it at that. Let me be of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think we overcomplicate things in that oh, sense yeah. too. I, especially when we're still not 100% confident in what we're doing, there's still those doubts or those insecurities or the comparison mm -hmm. and of like, this is what everyone else is doing. Why am I not there yet? And again, that heart space that you're talking about, we can't be in there if there's still all of that gunk ruling from the lower three chakras, the lower triangle, like where are you feeling lack of safety? Where are you feeling like creatively blocked where you can't like express who you are? Where are you feeling like that, that lack of confidence? Those S those pieces are the things that you need to really address and look at if you want to create from that heart space. And I just feel like that's how we can start to anchor heaven on earth. That's how we can start to magnetize towards the people that we can be of service to. And again, that's where I think the um, understanding of knowing like what is fear and what's excitement. Like sometimes there can also be that that like it can be hard to understand because that breaking point or that next leap is going to require an upgraded, updated 
version of you. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's going to be new habits or new ways of being are going to have to shift. But I think a lot of people like there's a like the excitement and like the nervousness. It's a very fine line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that fear and excitement can exist in the same plane, though. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that we can be equally excited as we are scared. And Mm -hmm. I experienced that myself whenever I'm up leveling. I see my clients experience that as well. You know, I had a conversation with one of my newest private clients and she's so excited for all of the work that we're doing, but she recognizes that she's going to have to be a different person for the most part, because ultimately a lot of the reason why you haven't attracted all of the things that you've put on your vision board or as your 2020 resolutions and goals are that you haven't been taking the actions, thinking the thoughts or speaking the words that that version of yourself that already has all of those things would say. And so Mm -hmm. again, I, I already kind of mentioned this, but it's always coming back to that question of what would that version of myself do? How would she respond in this instance? And that has been so helpful for me and just dictating my actions from that point forward, whether it's, and it's not just like a one-time thing. It's no, about consistency. It's multiple times a day. It's multiple mm-hmm. times a day that I have to ask myself. It's the second that I pick up my phone. It's the moment that I open up my fridge and grab for a cookie. It's the second that I go to like close my laptop down, or maybe I grab a cider out of my fridge. It's asking, would that version of myself like take it easy in this way? And sometimes the question is, yeah, she's going to celebrate because she had a great day. She was able to close a couple clients and she doesn't need to work anymore because this is what we've been working towards. But other times it's, you know, you have a little bit more left in you to give and to share with other people. So why don't you wait a little while? And Mm -hmm. it's having the structure and the diligence to show up as that person and knowing that it's not easy and knowing that sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes it means that we're going to have to shed away and kill off certain parts of us, like let other areas of ourselves die. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. if we really, really, really want the things that we say we want, the shedding and the letting go and the shifting while it feels uncomfortable in the beginning is worth it. It's all worth it. Yes. And even when we're going out there and we're up leveling, we're supporting more people than we've used to, that sacred time, that sacred non-negotiable of taking care and filling up your cup first, I think is an ultimate non-negotiable. Because if we're coming from that space of not feeling whole, or we're coming from that space of lack, that is, we're going to be having these expectations that are actually not conducive to our sustainable success. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because earlier this year, there was a point where I felt really fragile and I was asking myself, am I even able to support people right now? I I don't feel like I can support anyone right now. I just feel so fragile. And I had a conversation with my coach and she said, well, what if those interactions actually filled you up? What mm-hmm. if you were able to receive from those interactions too, as you were giving? And so I think that there's a really fine line there where we can say, you know what, I do need to fill up my own cup. And I think it's all about tuning into our intuition and becoming really aware of when we're over, we're over our boundaries. But I think we can also look at our work as an opportunity to receive and as an, as an opportunity to fill up our cup, but it can't be the only thing that fills up our cup. We have to right. be able to create space for ourselves first and hold ourselves first, because that's the only way that we're going to really, really be able to embody that energy of what it means to be a leader and how we can inspire other people, the women that we work with or the humans that we work with to rise up to that level as well. Yes. So what would you, what would you say would be like the, the biggest message that you would give to someone who's feeling in that space of burnout or things aren't working or all these, you know, the self-doubt that can come up as people build their business or up-level their business? What would you say through your own experience would be like that little nugget of wisdom that um, can just help someone feel like seen and understood in that space. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's just always holding that light at the end of the tunnel, that there's always a better way. There is always a better way. There is always ease accessible to you. There's always ease accessible to me. That is the mantra that I have. And 
even in the times when it doesn't feel easy, when the times when it feels messy and stressful and my schedule is packed from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., um, remembering that I will always find a better way and always having that intention that it gets to be easy and knowing that if today it's not easy, there's always the opportunity for tomorrow to be easy. And every single moment we have the ability to shift our relationship and our perspective to our work. And we always have the opportunity to take different actions. And so you can feel really, really like stuck and constricted in your own situation at this moment, but there is always a better way. And I feel like I am a full on walking testimonial that there is always a better way because I spent the first four business for four years of my business hustling and muscling through everything. And at this point I am in such a state of alignment and flow. I've attracted more money, more clients than I've ever experienced. And had I thought that this would be the way at the beginning, hell no. But now that I've found it, I, I know that there's always a better way. And I've always had the intention that one day it's going to be easy. Yes. It's a process. Yes. And I think that's what the other problem with the social media world, it's like the instant gratification or the Google world. It's like the instant thing, but it's still a process. And a huge download I got, uh, like a couple of weeks ago was that, uh, that, our success is reliant on the strength of our nervous system Mm -hmm. and the things that we want that we're calling in or whatever. It's all on the strength of the nervous system. And I know this firsthand because I was struck by lightning and my nervous system got shot and things weren't coming to me because energetically, if I couldn't sustain it, I was being protected. So that's when like the meditation comes in. That's when uh, the structure comes in. That's when the non-negotiables infusing time for play are really essential because to to do that up level and to have that light at the end of the tunnel, it's all reliant on that strength of your nervous system. Yeah. And that all starts from, from the, what are the consistent daily practices that we are putting in place for ourselves to feel mentally strong? Are you meditating? Are you breathing? Are you journaling? Are you at least taking 30 minutes in the morning for yourself, whether that means going for a walk or making yourself coffee or tea and drinking your tea without looking at your phone? What, where do you come back to every single morning? What is the home that you find within yourself every single morning that allows you to feel mentally strong and sets you up for a day of, again, coming back to your heart space, living out of your heart? And you don't have to be a business owner or an entrepreneur to live out of your heart space. You can work a nine to five job. You can do whatever. You can be a garbage man or woman and live out out of your heart space. But nonetheless, these practices are still going to set you up to be successful because you are taking care of your nervous system first and foremost. That's where all of it. And you're discovering who you, like what you need. Mm -hmm. And there's no one that knows you better than you. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's scary getting to know ourselves. I know (laughs) it's been scary getting to know me and be like, oh shit, I have a lot of control issues, but okay, I'm going to work through them. Um, It's your ego doesn't want you to get to know yourself on a lot of cases, but your soul, your soul so deeply wants to know every little crevice of your personality, your heart, what fuels you, what scares you. So you can really show up in the greatest expression of yourself and experience the greatest love, the greatest fulfillment in this lifetime. I love that. And so I know you're coming, you're launching your be your own mentor experience coming up. What has been the whole drive and the intention of that? Yeah. I mean, for be your own mentor, it came to me one morning. I just knew that I wanted to create something that was really accessible for anyone, regardless of what period of their life they were in and really empower people to know that they are their greatest guide. And so it's a 10 week online course and obviously working with a coach isn't cheap. And so I wanted to take all of the teachings from my one-on-one VIP coaching program and put it into an online course format and really allow people to move through the process of mentorship on their own. So kind of like a DIY, uh, DIY BYOM. Um, (laughs) And what's really beautiful about this is that it takes you through the personal journey as well as the professional journey. And so what I've found is that a lot of people go into it with this idea of, you know, I'm meant to do something more. 
but I don't know exactly what that is. And then they go through the personal journey first because the first five weeks is all about personal development. And then by week six, they're like, okay, I'm really tapped into my heart space. And now I'm going to start asking the questions of what am I here to do? And so I take within the last five weeks of the course, them through a journey of really establishing themselves as a spiritual business leader, as a wellness leader, as a creator within whatever space that they are pursuing. And by the end of the 10 weeks, the intention is that they feel fully embodied. And again, that they are their greatest teacher. And so it's been such a fun experiment for me to not only go through the process myself, but to record everything all together while I was recording and writing all of the content for the course. I realized that it was literally like my life story in a book all in one course. And it's just been so fun being a part of the journey with every woman that has gone through it. Um, it's, it's really a gift to be able to witness the shifts and the transformations that come from people truly showing up and investing in themselves. And I'm really excited because it's going to be launching again in February. And it's just going to be such a fun second round of Be Your Own Mentor to really just propel people through this year, taking again that feminine approach to shifting through the ebbs and the flows of personal transformation. I love that. And I think that's what the world really needs right now so yeah. that we can cut, like I said, when we first start really transmute and say it ends here. Yeah. And it takes that ending here is by you having that courage to say, and it ends with me right mm -hmm. here, right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also it's okay if we say it ends here a couple of times. I know that I did. I think the first time was when I was 19 years old. When I got my DUI, I was like, it ends here. And then another time it happened when I was 21 years old, it ends here. And then when I was 24, it ends here. And again, now that I'm 27, it ends here. And there's been multiple iterations of me awakening and rising up and just recognizing my power. And so if you have already said it ends here and you find yourself maybe stuck in the mud again, know that that's okay. It's normal. It is, mm -hmm. it is the ebb and the flow that I was just talking about that really texturizes and creates a richness to our experience here on the planet and allows us to down the road, maybe when we are speaking on that stage or writing that chapter in our book or interviewing someone on our own podcast or being interviewed on the podcast, have those wonderful, wonderful moments to reflect back on that street cred to reflect back on of, yes, I, mm -hmm. I can speak from experience. I see you. I know what you're going through in that. This These times, this Aquarian age is all about connection. Mm -hmm. And we can understand, I think, to me, the most powerful thing is storytelling because we can hear from our from someone else's experience, like, hey, I'm not alone. Yeah. And I think that is, that that can be like that little boost of encouragement that we need to to take that leap or to invest in that mentor or to start that business or to say no more to whatever it is. And I think, you know, women like you and opportunities like podcasts and things like this allow stories to, to be shared and to understand that, yes, well, no one knows us quite like ourselves. Like we're not alone in this journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think storytelling is the greatest gift that we've had since the beginning of time. And it's only going to continue to foster our connection with each other, especially the more detached we become from social media, although integrated, but still detached. It's storytelling mm -hmm. that's really going to continue weaving us together. Yes. So if you want to learn more about Be Your Own Mentor, you can check out bit.ly slash B-Y-O-M-S-S, -S, all in caps, to embark on this experience. Because what you are what you just shared, I think is, like I said, it's the antithesis of what allows success, like conscious creating and success with the way that things are evolving and where we're going in this reality, in this new decade. And it's, it's what's setting precedent really for, for leadership. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just think that if you have some sort of spark of passion in your soul, why not be the one to ignite it? You are so special yes. and you're not special too. That, which means that like your specialness is what's going to allow you to shine, but also you're not special in saying that you won't be able to have all of the things that you see other people have, you know, we all have access to it. And so if you can take that first step 
and be the one to say, I'm ready to show up. I'm ready to invest in myself. I'm ready to do something different. Then you can truly create the wave in your life that is necessary for propelling you towards whatever it is that you are calling it in your life. I love that. Okay. I want to end this conversation. I love you. We can just keep talking (laughs) all day. (laughs) (laughs) I want to wrap up with some quick questions. My lightning round questions. Perfect. What animal totem has been guiding you lately? Mm, I want to say hummingbird. Oh, that's my ultimate totem. That's like one of my next tattoos. I love that. Yeah. It's always been hummingbird. That's like my ultimate totem hummingbird. And then it switched a little bit for a little while to crow, which was interesting because it was all about death and rebirth. Um, But now it's back to- Also synchronicities. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. So crow, a lot of birds. My name, Ava, birds. So it's interesting. I love that. Yeah. For me, it's been the the hummingbird and the hawk, having that hawk perspective. I love that. Yes. What would you say was the one book that really shifted the trajectory of your life? Ooh, as cheesy as this sounds, because it was my gateway into spirituality, it was The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. But I will say that The Surrender Experiment has been such a profound book. Michael Singer, right? By Michael Singer. Yeah, it's his I, It's his and, autobiography kind of. It, it is his autobiography and it's insane. Like his life story is insane. And it just mm-hmm. goes to show what happens when we just truly allow and like just flow in life and surrender in life. Um, and it, I mean, there were parts of the book where I was just like laughing to myself, like, who is this guy? How did all of this come to be? And it's just really beautiful. Um, so that was a really great book for me that I was just hooked from beginning to end. Um, and just really showcases the magic of the world. My, the Untethered Soul is my favorite book of all time. Yeah. So his you know, first book. Yeah. You know, I hadn't, I didn't get through all of the Untethered Soul, but for whatever reason, I was really inspired to read The Surrender Experiment. And it just, it's really great if you haven't read it. I love that. What would you say to younger Ava? I think what I had shared earlier, it can be easy. There's a better way. Keep holding on and there's a better way. I love that. And who is one leader that has really inspired you to be a better person? Mm. I would say my husband. My husband has inspired me to be a better person. He is, he's always challenged me. When I met him, I was a 22 year old shithead, as he says, and I agree with him. And um, he's just always challenged me and inspired me to be the best version of myself and has cheered me on through all of it. I love that. I love that. A little cheat. And <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. <laughs> What would you say is one of your big intentions for the year and for the decade ahead? Mm, So for this year and for the decade ahead is to continue cultivating experiences where I'm really bringing together people that have the intention of being of service in the world. Um, I had Mm. crazy meditation the other day or about a month ago where I just saw myself in this beautiful villa in some foreign land that was like a tropical space surrounded by other entrepreneurs and then like high level mentors in the spaces of like neuroscience, spirituality, and, um, like psychotherapy. And it was almost like this cultivated month long immersion in this beautiful area of the planet for entrepreneurs to really create and be of service while giving back to the land that they were on. And so I don't know what that looks like. I, it just came up for me in meditation, but I want to create more of that because when we get together in person, there's just this visceral energy that so many of us can just like, if you've ever, I know that you have experienced it before, but anyone listening, if you've ever been to a woman's circle, an event, a retreat, an immersion, you just know that there's energy there that you walk away, just a a changed person. It's, it's quantum shifts that happen in those, in those containers. And so I want to create more of that. Yes. More conscious business, please. Yes. (laughs) And where can we find more of you? So my Instagram is at Ava Johanna. My podcast is The Alchemized Life. Um, I interview beautiful women like Sabrina. Sabrina, you have to come on the podcast. Um, Let's do it. And then I also do solo (laughs) episodes as well. 
And then my, my website is avajohanna.com and the podcast is at The Alchemized Life. So you can find me at avajohanna at The Alchemized Life. And you can check all that in the show notes below. And one last thing, what is the last little nugget of wisdom you want to share that's coming up for you right now? Mm. I just think that we all deserve to have everything that we want. I really, really think that we are worthy of having everything that we want and the things that we see in our mind's eye, the things that we see in meditation or that we see when we're driving down the street, if we see it and we want it, it means that we can have it. And my ear, my earphone just dropped out, but it really- Listen up, yeah, everyone. Listen up, everyone. <laughs> um, it, it's really only shown to us because we are worthy of having it all. And so knowing that, can you get out of the space of comparison? Can you get out of that idea of, oh, I can never have this and just embrace the magic that is shown to you every single moment of every single day? I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all the wisdom in this conversation. And again, for being my first guest of the decade and the year and just really setting precedent to help us really cultivate this conscious reality in all aspects of our lives and for encouraging us to continue to go within to find the answers. I really appreciate you. And I I just am so excited to witness and to see that vision of like the teachers and and in the middle of the tropics and all of that. I'm holding that vision for you, my thank love. You. So again, thank you so much. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Go check out Be Your Own Boss. Again, you can check it out by bit.ly slash B-Y-O-M-S-S, all in caps. And we'll be seeing you all soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.